Hi there, I'm Cliff, and this is Unajua, where we present crowdsourced minimum actionable responses to important questions in 15 minutes or less. Welcome to it. This is the last episode of a three-part Unajua series focused on the blockchain Africa investment opportunity. The series features insights shared by the passionate South African venture capitalist Hope Ditlaganyane and seasoned Zimbabwean venture builder Nzwisi Sachidembo. In this episode, Hope and Zwi factor in how to vet blockchain tech startups and Web3 projects for investment worthiness. That's coming up. But first, if you haven't read our latest op-ed published in Business Report South Africa entitled Taking Art onto a Global Stage Through Digital Technology, you definitely should. The article details how Nigerian microbiologist turned visual artist Ayanfe Olarinde is using blockchain technology to safeguard her fine art and amplify her commercial potential. It's definitely a great read, and you can find a link to the article in the show notes wherever you're listening right now. Now, that op-ed, along with the rest of the blockchain-themed learning content we're publishing this season, is made possible by the generous support of the Cello Community Fund. Big up to the team over there. If you'd like to learn more about Cello's mission to build a financial system, that creates the conditions for prosperity for everyone, visit www.cello.org. Right. So, what are some red flags that early-stage investors in African blockchain tech should look out for when assessing projects for investability? Well, here is Nzui and Hope with some handy, actionable tips for your consideration. I guess with every investment decision, the most important three things, the first being, are they solving an actual problem? There needs to be an actual pain point that some kind of stakeholder, whether it's a consumer, whether it's a business, is feeling. And that pain point should be significant enough that there's somebody willing to pay to get that sorted, right? Um, So that remains sort of the key criteria. Is there a big enough pain point? And is there a big enough market of people to experience this pain point. I guess in the blockchain realm, the second layer to that is that is blockchain quite crucial towards addressing the specific need or pain point, right? So we have seen a lot of different startups pitch solutions are if there's a need for transparency, for security, then blockchain becomes sort of the answer towards addressing that specific pain point. So like the property space around sort of just even investing, right? All these speak to some layer of transparency and security as well. The second thing, which remains the most important thing, I think, especially in the pre-seed seed phase is the team. And I think within the space is, does the team have a connection to the problem, but also clarity of thought as to how to execute on the solution, taking into account all the different changing market dynamics, especially within the blockchain space, right? Things are changing exponentially every single day. Are you able to kind of understand how your solution would need to evolve both currently when you need to educate the market, but in a couple of years when you need to scale the solution to multiple different markets? Do you have an understanding of the different stakeholders you need to influence, the different market risks that you need to address, the technical challenges that you would have in terms of driving that adoption? And then most importantly, can you build a team around you? with the right level of expertise that will be able to help you execute on that vision. 
And then the third component, which is also quite important, is just the commercial viability. Like, how will you make money, right? So you can solve a pain point. It could be a good solution. But is there somebody that's willing to pay for what you offer? And who is going to be the person that pays? How much will they pay? And is that amount that you'd be receiving significantly greater than the cost to kind of acquire and keep people using sort of the platform? So those three are always quite key. I think just the way we vet and do DD from a blockchain perspective is a little bit more technical and nuanced, but the overarching criteria remains the same. The reality of the VC landscape, both actually locally and internationally, is you always need to prove that there is a need for what you're building. So even if we look at the most, you know, high risk, quick check market like Silicon Valley and you look at the Airbnbs of this world, the founding team still needed to prove that there is demand for what they're trying to execute on. You know, hotels could no longer hold the demand that was necessary for big events, for conferences, etc. And the idea came up, well, will people be willing to actually like lease out their houses? And they had to first prove that before getting into a Y Combinator. So I think it's the same and it translates the same to other African markets. I think though our role as VCs is trying to find the balance on how much information is enough, right? And when do we take that bet to say, actually, this is sufficient indicator as to where the market is going. And we do believe that, yes, the market sizing data currently might seem small, but this market is actually going to grow exponentially. And you look at so many different industries that we couldn't have predicted. So I do think it's incumbent on the VC to be able to then think about, can this market grow and evolve? And you look at triggers around how are changing consumer sentiments? What is the infrastructure change like? What are the macroeconomic drivers in terms of what regulators are saying to kind of then resize the market based on your opportunity or potential? But founders still need to prove that there is a need. Hope mentioned one of the important aspects, and uh, this is the team aspect, who's going to be building uh, the solution. Uh, So we definitely deep dive into their capability to execute. I think Web3 is more so one of those specialized areas that requires someone with some sort of track record. Doesn't need to be 10 years. You know, the industry hasn't been around for that long, but at least they should have, you know, that experience of launching either smart contracts into mainnet, which is the production grade level for smart contracts, for instance. Another important aspect that we also just look at is what's their thesis around how they're going to be building their solution. You know, what blockchain network are they going to be using? What uh, web capabilities are they going to be leveraging and how are they going to be integrating those with this new Web3 reality and understanding their strategy from that perspective and tying it, engaging how they are going to execute at the end of the day. Those are some of the aspects that we look at. But on top of it, I think the one important aspect is utility problem. Although, you know, I feel as though, you know, the traditional VC space is always getting challenged. We are seeing funny things such as meme tokens being ridiculously successful. Maybe we just don't understand what the problem that they are solving or, you know, it's it's a community play, but uh, there are certain nuances around uh, this space. But I think utility is going to be an important aspect for any new project. Not only that, you know, it's good fundamentals, but 
retail investors, any man or woman on the street wants to know the real world utility of a crypto asset or crypto project. So I think the fundamentals are still much at play. I think obvious red flags from our side is number one, no clear use case. So we've had, you know, a couple of founders that would use the buzzwords of like, oh, we're going to leverage blockchain. But then when you go back to the underlying problem that they're trying to solve for, and then is blockchain technology quite crucial towards solving this problem? If it's not a important aspect of the solution, then A, the company will be overvalued because then they'd be like using blockchain-based valuations. But then B, it does affect sort of adoption from a user perspective as well. So I think that's the first red flag. The second one is, I guess, the typical things like the clarity of thought of the team in terms of how this will scale. I think teams that are quite pragmatic around understanding the stage that our market is currently in, where there is a need for consumer education, is a need to kind of work with different regulators. How aware are teams on these factors? But then also, do they have a clear view on what they need from an investor or other stakeholders to kind of de-risk those components? Teams that shy away from that, I think it's a second red flag, right? To not be upfront and say, hey, we're still figuring out how we're going to roll out in Nigeria because, you know, the CBN there is not as open towards crypto. But then to de-risk that, we'll start in Kenya, which is a lot more open. The regulators are a lot more open, right? So teams that can articulate this, it's a plus. So those that don't, it's a red flag. Just to add to what Hope said, I think one of the things that really sticks out is this aspect of founders not necessarily knowing their market well. That is usually a red flag. From a technical perspective, it also just translates to not really having anyone in the team who knows the space well. And this usually comes out within the discussions that we have with different founders and, uh, you know, it's quite clear when someone hasn't had that much experience within this space. Uh, so that's that's always a red flag uh, from a technical perspective. And that's it for this series. A big thank you to Hope and Nzui for sharing. But wait, there's more. Coming soon is an African Tech Conversations episode in which Hope and Nzui join Angele Masuku to unpack live entrench experiences drawn from their personal blockchain Africa journeys thus far. That's definitely not one to miss, so keep it locked. In the meantime, whether you're already actively investing in crypto in your personal capacity or thinking about breaking into this space, we'd love to hear what you made of this episode. So go ahead and click on the Unajua link in the show notes wherever you're listening, or if you're listening from africantechroundup.com, Click on the microphone icon on the right-hand side of your screen to leave us a 60-second voice note with your thoughts. Become a premium member today by clicking the Patreon tab on our webpage. We would really appreciate your support. Also, share your thoughts with us on social media using the hashtag UnajuaSeries or DM us on Twitter at African Roundup. Alrighty, that's it for now. Till next time, take it easy, Africa.